Welcome to Feminine Fitness, a podcast for women that want to make simple shifts in their fitness and nutrition that make a big difference. I'm your host, Joelle, and I've been a health and fitness coach for over a decade. I teach women how to look and feel vibrant every day with workouts, food, and mindset changes that support feminine hormone cycles. Each episode, I will give simple tips that are easy to implement that align your goals with cycle syncing. If you feel like achieving your health and fitness goals is always a fight against your body, I want to help you stop the struggle and work with your body. I'm so glad you're here and welcome to today's episode. Hello, my friend. Welcome to today's podcast episode. I'm going to just start this by saying my voice has been so wonky. I've started this recording a couple times and my voice just seems so off to me, but I'm going to roll with it because this is a good, good episode on four food mistakes that moms make. Now, I'm not here to shame anyone. I use the word mistakes only because it kind of fit in with that alliteration. And it's oftentimes these frequent mindset things or habits that moms have around food and what we're feeding our kids and it just fit. I'm not here to mom shame and honestly that's why I want to put out this episode because I really ride in the balanced category of a lot of areas of my life and food being one of them meaning I want my kids to have nourishing meals that are nutrient dense, that are healthy with wholesome food. But then also there are some times where we go to a parade and my kids pig out on on some candy afterward. And I know that what we see often on social media is shaming or one side of the pendulum to the other. And if you're on the other side of the pendulum where it's like mac and cheese and chicken nuggets, maybe sometimes you feel shame about that. I definitely give my ch- kids chicken nuggets sometimes. We swing through drive throughs periodically, but we also have a really well-rounded mindset around wholesome like fresh fruits and veggies and eating proteins and I I see so many moms struggle with food and their personal relationship with food and that leans into what happens in the family and your narrative often becomes your kids narrative or your kids want to have the complete opposite a parenting quote that I've said before in podcast episodes that it really impacted my heart was we teach our kids two things, who they want to be and who they don't want to be. And oftentimes that's the case. When we model something, our kids are either going to choose, yes, I want to be like that. I see the positive in that or I don't want to be like that, right? And think about that with your mentors or your parents. Isn't that the truth with the way you've looked at how your parents do things? You think, oh, I, I love that my parents did that for me. Or you're like, no, I don't I don't want to do that for my kids. Whatever, whatever. You get what I'm saying, right? So we're going to roll into these food mistakes. That I think you're just really going to get some great tips, hacks, and mindset shifts Um centered around food for you, yourself, your kids, and your family, okay? So the first mistake that I see moms make is they completely overreact and throw it all out and make it a big deal or make it a big show or make it a big thing. And I really just want you to imagine, okay? Like if you're somebody who loves 
watching Netflix that night. Imagine if I came into your room and I was like, I am unplugging your TV. I am taking this away. It is bad for your brain. You could be doing so many other productive things. How would you feel about me coming into your room and doing that? First, you'd be like, wait, what? Hold on a minute. This isn't that big of a deal. Secondly, you'd be like, um, excuse you, right? You'd be like, I can have a little bit of my shows if I want to, right? Like you would immediately have some resistance towards the new direction that I wanted to take you. So when you go into your kitchen, you go into your pantry, you go into your kids' um, food stuff, you're like, we are not getting that anymore because it is just awful for you and it is expensive or whatever it is, your reasonings or logic that come out as you're having this type of conversation you know, you're really giving that effect to your family. And so no, they don't want to follow in your footsteps when you do that. When you're like, I'm just going to throw all of this away. We're getting rid of that. We're not buying that ever again. Really, that's just going to bring in some more resistance into your family and the habits. And so one of the biggest tips I give to clients, especially moms where in your household, you're really making this a total lifestyle change. The one thing I encourage you to do, instead of doing the, we're gonna throw it all out at one time, take it one step at a time and make it in a way that your family really doesn't see it as a big deal, okay? One example I give to moms of what they could try and when we're working together one-on-one, you really do get the... Um, insight or specifics of what could work for your family because what works for one family may not work for the other based on the ages of your kids and whatnot. But one thing that I encourage clients to do is, okay, your family may not necessarily be fully on board with eating healthier meals that are outside of the comfort zones of what you typically make. So the next time you do so, like doing a Sunday sit down and be like, what do you want for dinner? What do you want for dinner? And let's say you have two kids and your spouse. They each have to pick one dinner, okay? And that leaves you with three meal ideas. You are in control, you know, have a leftovers night, have a takeout night, and then you are in charge of two-ish meals essentially, right? So you get to decide and don't, you don't have to tell your family if you're trying a healthier recipe or a healthier dish or a healthier side that it's mom who decided this. It really can be pointed towards the meal plan or the meal board, or this is what we're having this week. This is what I made because of this is the groceries that we had, have, okay? And making it one step at a time. So another tip that I give to parents, and this works in our household really well, take it or leave it if it doesn't work for you. But when I am making dinner for us, like oftentimes when we do grilled chicken on the grill and we do some sort of vegetable and some plain rice, my kids aren't pumped up about that type of a meal, right? So what I tend to do, and they prefer a chicken nugget over grilled chicken for sure, but they do get grilled chicken, the same chicken that we are eating, or if it's like pulled pork or steak meat or anything like that, they get a little bit and then I'll make a grilled cheese on the side or a peanut butter and jelly on the side because I know that's what they will eat for sure. So maybe they'll 
try a few bites of something. Another thing is, is like really making sure, let's roll into the next mistake because this aligns with this and they all kind of round about together. So the next mistake that I see moms make is they label or lecture or food shame. So really putting a hefty emphasis on what you're eating is bad or good. Food is food, right? Food is food. And yeah, some food is going to help them feel better. Some is going to give them energy. Some is going to deplete them of energy. Some is going to give them a little bit of a tummy ache. But you don't have to make it into this big lecture. You can also give your kids teachable moments of, yeah, you ate a, you ate a ton of candy. Now your tummy kind, kind of hurts, right? And they get to learn these types of lessons on their own, right? And with with that, you know, really really thinking about making sure that the language you're using around food doesn't have to bring a feeling or an outcome to your kids or yourself. Like I I work through a lot of this stuff with my clients because as women, we have been told so many food rules by media, you know, we've got our parents and what they model, but also by media and we grew up in a generation where health and fitness seems to be like always on the forefront of every single um, advertisement and, and all this. Like our culture is obsessed with this, right? And so really just making sure like it doesn't have to be as serious as we depict it to be. And it also doesn't have to be what we're always centered around. You know, I've been really enjoying going to things where with our family that is not centered around food. It's not always about the food and that is okay because even we went to a birthday party yesterday with the kids and the kids were so excited to just be around each other and to play and to have fun that they weren't there for the food. They were there for the togetherness and they got their energy out and they were excited to play together they had cupcakes and pizza and whatnot, but it wasn't the center of everything, right? And I just thought that was just just a good observation of with our kids, you know, if they were at the birthday party and genuinely hungry, they would eat, right? Um, Rolling into the next food mistake is I see moms place so much validation or um, responsibility of what you serve to your family and how they like it. Remember, as parents, it's our job to offer our kids what they have for options to eat, but it's up to our kids to choose what they are going to eat. And so, yes, I do make note of the fruits and vegetables that my kids like, and I tend to get those. You know, we did, I did not even think Bryce or my kids would like peas and one day we had a freezer bag of sweet peas and I steamed it I just decided to serve it as a side along with whatever else they had and Bryce ate all of his and asked for seconds and once I know my kids like a vegetable I'll keep getting it but also I do try to keep introducing things to kids because 
even as adults, kids and us, we have to try things over and over and over again before we really can make a decision of if we like it or not. A lot of times, the first time we try something, we don't necessarily like it. Same with our kids. So just keep trying to put, you know, even if you're doing macaroni and cheese and hot dogs, my dog is walking around here. Lay down, buddy. Um, Even if you're doing macaroni and cheese and hot dogs, what vegetable can you pair it with? You know your kids like baby carrots with some ranch? Give them some baby carrots with some ranch. Give them some apple slices, right? And just really encourage having a little bit of wholesome, fresh foods where you're not necessarily being like, well, we're having this apple or these carrots because your macaroni and cheese is bad. It Like as moms, we can serve our family the food that we have and that's available but we don't have to attach this like metal or i'm a good mom if everybody sits down and cleans their plate and enjoys every single meal like oftentimes yeah it's the mom who's standing over the stove or the oven or the instant pot cooking away but you don't have to put it on as it's a validation if your dinner was good or bad because your family liked it. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. I know it's a pressure that so many women feel. And I think that, yeah, there are times where it's like, I really want to cook an awesome meal, like lasagna. I know my husband loves when I make lasagna and garlic bread and, and salad. Like I should totally put that on the meal plan for this week. But it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of time to make and cook and prepare something like that. So for something like that, I maybe have a meal like that on the menu once a week. And the other stuff can be super simple or some things that I've prepped ahead of time or leftovers. I don't need to be validated by what I make for dinner from my family. I know I'm a good mom. I know I do a lot. I know that my family loves me. They don't love me more or less if they like what I've made for dinner. They may appreciate something like their favorite lasagna, but it doesn't mean that I need to go out of my way to prepare things like that all the time if that makes it feel like a pressure in my life, right? I hope that makes sense. And then I'm sure there's so many other mistakes we could go into, but the last one I want to talk about is the mistake of thinking that eating healthy will be more complicated. This is something I work with my clients with on a lot, a lot, a lot, because they think that eating healthier is going to require more time and more energy, and it's going to be more draining and depleting. And when we talk about that and I help them decide, like when you are putting together a meal for your kids and let's just say, you know, you've got something that you're you're eating and you're putting together a meal for your kids, cutting up apple slices, having some baby carrots and then using whatever it is you're going to have for dinner as a main dish. That's not complicated. That actually makes your life easier. When we have a lot of fresh produce like strawberries and apples and little clementines and carrot sticks and sliced up cucumbers, when we have and like our some of our favorite microwave vegetables like um, frozen corn, frozen peas, some green beans, when we have those things on hand. It makes mealtime so much easier because those sides, those things to pair the food with 
is so quick and simple. And when I'm talking to moms about their own personal health and fitness journey, I'm like, what if you sticking with these these meals that align with your goals, that'll help you feel better and more energetic and also support your digestion and your hormones and all of this, what if that made your life feel easier? What if it felt like it freed up a lot of your time because you're not constantly thinking about what am I going to make? What are we going to have? That's the big thing about meal planning or some meal preparation. And I do have a podcast episode on that is a little bit of planning, a little bit of preparation actually saves you time and saves you headspace of thinking about what do we have in the fridge? What do we have in the pantry? What do we have on hand to make meals and what kind of stuff do we need for the week that type of planning and preparation yeah may take you 20 minutes to 45 minutes depending on how in depth you're going to go with it but it saves you so much time and headspace and decision making in the long run so this one i think is a hang up for a lot of ladies in their own health and fitness goals on how eating healthier and Uh, making changes in what you're eating is going to make things harder or more complicated. But that's just a story you're telling yourself because some of us, oftentimes me, when I'm like, when I have the planned and prepared healthy, nourishing foods, and when I, my food list and my meal plan is all mapped out. And especially when it's centered in my principles of the feminine fitness foundation, like this makes my life so much easier. This frees up more space and time and we're eating healthier, but I'm not thinking about it so much, right? So I hope today's podcast episode was helpful to you. I hope one of these mistakes really resonated with you. Once again, it is not to shame you at all. It's not to make you feel bad about any sort of way. I hope this just gives you and your family a little bit of food freedom. And I hope that you apply some of these tips to you know your guys' daily meal planning or Um, when you're thinking about what it is you're going to serve for your family and if it's been on your heart to always place validation on what it is you make for your family, you can just let go of some of that, right? Like let go of that and you don't have to be perfect. There, yeah, can absolutely be times where you're going through the drive-through and other times where you're really focused in on eating wholesome fruits and vegetables, but we don't have to lead with these types of mindsets. We don't even really have to investigate where they came from started or originated because the smallest shifts the change in viewpoints can lead to such big changes that make a big difference right think about the first one where overreacting and throwing it all out and acting like you're just like getting rid of all the junk and blah 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 we're never buying this again what kind of a message that sends to your kids and to your family and how they're not going to come along with you on a journey when you're creating resistance at the starting line, right? So I hope you enjoyed today's podcast episode. I hope it gave you some tips. Please feel free to message me any thoughts that you have about this episode. If you want more episodes, what do you struggle struggle with when it comes to 
your kids and maybe what kind of meals you serve them or how to get your kids to eat healthier. If you want more podcast episodes on this topic, I would love to do that. We could also even bring in some professionals or some other moms that have insight into this. Once again, I will always bring in somebody that's kind of in the balanced mindset of You know, it doesn't always have to be organic fruits and veggies, but also understanding like we're moms living in this day and age. And sometimes the drive through is just going to be what we're going to do. Right. So if you enjoyed this episode, please reach out to me. It's my favorite thing when you leave reviews or message me on Instagram. I truly appreciate it. And I will talk to you guys next time. Hold up, my friend. Wait a minute. Do you wish there was a way to stop the weight loss struggle? Let's end the misery of cutting calories and increasing cardio as our only approach to achieving our goals. And I know what it feels like to be constantly obsessing over my body, working out harder, eating less while not seeing results and actually seeing things go completely backwards. Imagine if you knew how to work with your body, what would it be like to deeply know and understand what your body is going through and give it exactly what it needs to look and feel your very best. This is exactly why I created the Feminine Fitness Foundations course, where I teach you how to sync your fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle with your cycle while increasing your metabolism. You will walk away with understanding each phase of your cycle, what is supportive for each phase, And I know that most plans have you focus on what to cut out, stop doing, or eliminate. But my approach is teaching you to focus on what is supportive for your body and what to do to enhance your everyday life, not deprive you from it. For a limited time, the Feminine Fitness Foundations is available as a self-paced beginner's course. If you get started right now, you will get access to the course and bonus materials like my cycle syncing cheat sheet, meal plan, food list, and four-week strength training program. You guys, go to tinyurl.com forward slash feminine foundations and enroll right now. Like go right now, sister, because I cannot wait to help you realize your hormones are your superpower, not the curse of aunt flow and how to use cycle syncing strategy to work with your body instead of against it. So the link again is tinyurl.com forward slash feminine fitness Or you can check out the link in the show notes of this episode, or it's always in my Instagram bio as well.